You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Okay, I am so excited for today's episode because I got to talk with my former coach, Dr. Stefania Shimano, and I'm so pumped to share our interview. This woman, oh my gosh, friends, I can't even tell you how amazing it was to study under her and to learn so much about shadow archetypes and health and wealth consciousness. Oh, it was so good. So, so good. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Stefania is a doctor, money coach, and spiritual specialist who believes that women experience a specific set of symptoms in their health and money at higher levels of success. She calls it the mother-lover paradox. Dr. Stefania has discovered a precise solution to this paradox, resulting in money breakthroughs, balanced hormones, and a sexier-feeling body. hey She spent 10 years as a naturopathic medical doctor while raising her young son, who's super close to the age of my boy, too. Today, she is a master healer for women who have excelled on many levels and now want to focus on feeling incredible, having big income breakthroughs, and creating a legacy for their children. With her unique mix of energy healing, body support, and rich mindset, she has healed herself from thyroid issues, adrenal burnout, and quadrupled her income in a year. And I'm happy to say that I helped fund that (laughs) in my small, small part. After working with Stefania, women lose the mental and physical slumps, become sexy once again to themselves and their partners, and create windfalls of cash. You can find her at stefaniashimano.com. She also has a free Facebook group. If you go and type in wealth medicine in Facebook, she'll pop right up. So I am so pumped for you to have this interview. It's going to be so, so good. So make sure that you tune in, take notes, and let's get to it. Okay, everybody, welcome back. I'm so excited for today's episode. This one has been a long time coming, and I am just so thrilled to welcome Dr. Stefania Shimano to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Kim. Thanks so much. This is so exciting. So a quick backstory for those of you who are new to the show, I had the opportunity to start working with Stefania. Goodness, what was it? Was it January? Maybe. I thought that sounds right. Okay. I think think it was was winter time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So about nine months ago. And it honestly has changed my entire 
life from my marriage to my finances, to my business, to the way that I see myself, the way I show up in my business, everything has shifted and changed as a result of the work that we've done together. So I'm just so excited for you to get to witness her magic because that's, I mean, I feel like that is what you offer is something just spiritual and magic. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be where you are? So I started off as a naturopathic doctor. And, you know, even before that, I was in the medical field for a long time. And I always thought like, you know, I I, I was tired of always doing like injections and surgeries and things like that. I was in dermatology, which sounds super boring, but it can be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I thought I was going to be a surgeon. And funny, now I'm a wealth surgeon. Ha ha. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Love that. And then I realized like, all right, well, there's a lot more to healing than like cortisones and antibiotics. So, you know, let's go deeper. And I found naturopathic medicine and, you know, then there's herbs and nutrition and acupuncture and spinal alignment and then mind body stuff. And the mind body stuff was what got me the most fired up. So I graduated from there and I moved to Hawaii for a year for my residency. And that's when my psychic abilities started to really, really open up because the island really brought that out of me. And so I was there for a year and then I went back to the mainland and I opened my first medical practice up in Connecticut. And then I began my shamanic studies. Wow. Yes. So I started apprenticing there. (laughs) That's something you don't hear very often. How did you make that shift? My best friend in medical school, her mother is the shamanic teacher. So the school was in Arizona and I met her mother. And I remember thinking she looked kind of witchy. You know, she had long (laughs) black hair. and I think she was probably even wearing purple velvet, you know. Wow. And I was like, who's this lady? Like, I want to learn with you. This looks fun. Whatever you do, I want to know. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, honey, if you're ever in New England, come find me. Mm. Um, So then, of course, I did. And uh, I I began right away with the classes. And that's where I learned deep, deep healing, all kinds of really cool stuff, but also discovered that I had medical intuitive gifts. Uh, Because of knowing the human body so well from cadaver lab, doctoring, years and years and years of extensive anatomy courses. Um, And then I realized I can see inside the body with someone across the world. I can just tune in and see it. Um, And then it it all kind of came together in there that I realized that the people that had the best attitude about money not necessarily had the most money. Had the best mm. attitude about money healed infinitely faster. Really? Mm-hmm. So I was finding that even people that were super rich, if their attitude about money was like, oh, I'm really afraid I'm going to lose it all, or people are trying to steal from me, you know, people, you've mm-hmm. seen people like that. Mm-hmm. They had a heck of a time healing. They had more chronic disease. They had enough money to pay for anything, but they were not well. Mm. Versus people that were like, you know, money's always coming, more's coming, no big deal, gonna be cool. Or like had a, a, a relationship between money and spirituality that was healthy. Yeah. 
those people, they would heal just by me talking to them. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Wow. <clears throat> so I just kind of started to develop theories and really study my patients. Mm-hmm. Not really telling anybody I was doing this because it was so out there. People are like, yeah. money, what, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh-huh. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Once I decided that it was time for me to close my medical practice, that was when I had a major, major burnout. Hmm. My son was somewhere around two or three. I had just moved house and my office and was, I was definitely hyper-masculine, but overgiving. Couldn't do enough for my patients, but didn't have any left for me and my kid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had, totally. I had a burnout that got my attention because I could not care for my son. I was just mm-hmm. that tired and exhausted and crying. I just couldn't mm-hmm. do it, which was a big deal for me to say to his father, who we were then at the time not really getting along, I can't do it. You need to take him. So wow. holy tail between my legs moment. Wow. Um, yeah, nothing gets your attention like needing your ex's help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I realized then this medical practice is not my calling anymore. Mm. I need to go deep, deep, deep with people into spiritual, hardcore stuff, and then realize it had to do with money, which no one had done before. I was about to launch something that I didn't even know if the world would be okay with in a way. Huh. And it took me closing my practice because guess what? Insurance doesn't pay for that. There's no blood test for it. So if you're taking away the insurance and all the labs, it's not really doctoring anymore. Hmm. That's true. That was, that's a big shift. It was a big deal. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, 10 years and realized oh, this isn't me anymore, folks. I'm, I, I'm, there's no blood test for what's going on with you. Hmm. So one of the best things I ever did, closed my practice, went online, and it's now been a little over two years. That's crazy. So what was, so I've taken, I think the first course that you launched after closing your practice. That's actually the third one. Was it the third? It was. Yeah. It was just a little more refined by then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, so you close your practice and you're doing this thing with money that nobody is doing. Nobody's really talking about health and wealth consciousness. Right. And so what, tell us a little bit about what that means, because I think it's still pretty new. I think it's just kind of catching on this idea that your health and your wealth are intrinsically connected. Yeah. So it's really all one consciousness. You know, we could talk about it as prosperity consciousness if you wanted to give it sort of an umbrella term, but I also found that that's a little boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not super sexy. Not That's for sure. <laughs> and in the and in the online coaching world or in marketing, like if it's not interesting, you're dead in the water. So that's been part of my hmm, how do I describe this thing that I think is incredible? And I have noticed that women heal, like you said, across the board when you kind of get that root. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what do we even call this? So and then I also really, sometimes you just got to quit worrying about what to call it and just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's yep. that too. There's yeah, that too. I mean, 
how many of us who market ourselves have stayed up all night? Like, what's my message? What do I call it? What's my tagline? My my five word. Yep. What's my elevator pitch in case I'm ever in an elevator again? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's so true. Yeah. So I I realized that we hang our self-worth on our net worth. Mm. And it's just not true mm-hmm. that if your self-worth is low, that those vibrations, thoughts, and cellular signals are going to affect the health of your physical and mental body. Mm-hmm. So it's not that women necessarily have to make more money to be healthy, but the relationship with money needs to change. And this is for not just business owners and people that are working too, or is it, is it more focused on these women versus maybe, you know, women who are just at home doing all of the things that should earn a paycheck, but don't. You mean like stay at home moms? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, the 365 day, 24 seven job with no pay. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that that one. Oh, that one. That one, the yeah. one that society doesn't really value, but is the oh, most yeah. important work that you'll ever do. That the one that, that makes job. you like cry blood, but there's no reward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're on I the mean, same page with that one. Your children's love is great and all, but <laughs> sometimes you just need something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the work that I do is more geared toward women that have their own business because they are doing, you know, creative things that can bring in the money. However, which you probably have noticed in the groups that you've been in with me and especially the ones in which I'm coaching directly, women get money out of nowhere when they do this work. Uh, One of the women in our group, I don't know if you remember, she's a, a music teacher and she got like a $20,000 out of the blue gift from a family member um, yes. after she did the, some, I don't forget exactly what I told her to do, but I was like, go do this thing. And she came back the next day with like, Oh my God, 20 K <laughs> came in last night. I was like, Aha! yeah, that's amazing. So it even, I mean, it could be, even if you don't have your own business, even just this idea to opening up your ability to receive, I think that's, from you, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is just to stop actively pushing away money, pushing away health, pushing away opportunities, but to start receiving those. I think that's been huge. And I feel like that goes across the board. Yes. And so the word receiving, you know, and it's so funny because I try to stay away from the words that have become big buzzwords in the coaching world. Receiving is one of them, but it is a very apt term. So, you know, we allow the money in or we don't. We allow prosperity or we don't. And if you want to take it into the spirituality, you allow spirit to do its work in your world or you think you're the one. Mm. You know, there's, there's a, an allowing and a letting or there's a, a muscling the energy. We try to like wrangle the energy And that's never the way. Mm. And a lot of why we're doing that is because we're desperately afraid of rejection. 
in every way from what from our parents from ex-lovers from teachers and colleagues like the fear of rejection actually makes us reject first like Mm -hmm. well like you can't break up with me because I broke up with you (laughs) sort of thing we do that with energy well I'll show you I'll do it first that way I won't get hurt and then you're just sort of high and dry Mm -hmm. don't even know they're doing it it's amazing women say to me all the time I don't know how I'm pushing money away I don't know what I'm doing I don't get it and then you know we kind of dig some things out and it's oh my god I've been doing that my whole life Mm. yeah wow yeah and I think you know you had talked about earlier before we hit record about you can't mindset your way through it like you can't, it's not about willpower. And I think willpower is one of those buzzwords that's been around forever. That and motivation. We were kids, right? Yeah. When we were little kids, I remember in the 80s when I first started to really pay attention to things, willpower was talked about then because everybody was going to the gym. That was like the new thing. Yeah. You know, to have mm-hmm. a great body, you have to have the willpower to go to the gym. Well, you know, it's like, it's not all working out, especially when it comes to this holistic approach. It can be all action. And yes, mindset is very, very important, but it's got to come with action and it's got to come with some non-doing as well. Like being in your body, in your life. Mm. Like one of my mentors said to me, like, you're not just going to journal your way through this. You have to be out in the world doing stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say being in your body, I've noticed, especially in my, my coaching sphere, that there's a real disconnect between the body and the mind and the soul. I mean, all of it just feels very fragmented. So when you talk about being in your body, what does that look like? It, it's more of a sensation. Mm-hmm. And that's what actually throws people off the most. Because to get fully into sensation, you have to come out of your head. It's not always a thinking. It's not always a cognitive exercise. It's when you know that moment when you land in your body and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm sort of more here. Mm-hmm. Like that moment when you're on vacation and like someone's already taking care of your children for you and you finally feel for a minute like you're on vacation. <laughs> Versus just parenting somewhere else, you know? It's so true. And you're like, oh my God, I'm relaxed. Oh my God, I'm here. I really smell the ocean. I really taste this food. Oh my, my. Mm. When you're fully in your senses and you can almost sense a landing, like, ha, I landed in me. Mm. And if you can do that more and more and more, the answers that you seek will come. Because people say, I see all the time on Instagram and other inspirational areas, like the answers are all within you. Well, yes, they are. But that's starting to become like a trite saying Mm -hmm. because no one knows how to be in themselves to get the answers that are there. Like, well, they're within me. Yeah, but so are like a million toxins and like all these feelings that you haven't dealt with and all these stories that are still there. And you can't expect to just like, puke them all out. Although that might work a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Unpleasant purging. I don't know about that one. Well, we do psychic vomiting. You've been there. That's true. 
Um, there's ways, but the key to me isn't to just pile more inspirational quotes on top of your head, mm-hmm. but to learn the techniques that get you in your body. If you don't learn that, it doesn't matter what you read. It can be brilliant information, but if you're not embodied, it's just words, words, words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is, I mean, I know that there are many, many ways to ground and to land in your body and to experience that connection. Do you have a favorite way that you work with people on in getting them into their bodies? <laughs> well, I have a new favorite way. Ooh, okay. New stuff. What new is this stuff. one? Um, I get women really in touch with the sensation in their vagina. hey Hmm. This is exciting. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I find is that we shut off from this part of us that has deep innate wisdom mm-hmm. and some of it's religion. Some of it's unsure about your hygiene. Some of it's not sure how taboo this is. Mm. Some of it is you've had trauma. I mean, the list goes on and on. Why is it so hard to connect to this one specific part of our body, mm. which has incredible power? I'm not even talking about pussy power. I'm just saying like creative spiritual power. Yeah. You know, let alone the spell you can have over a man who loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Said with a naughty giggle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a different energy to a woman who's connected to that part of her body. Hmm. Like your deep instant yes and no in your intuition. If you are connected to this part of your body, you're not gonna question. Hmm. You just ask that part of you and you are gonna get a yes or no. This, you know, and I and I love to make jokes about it, like, well, does that make her feel dried up or not? (laughs) If it makes that part of you feel dried up, it's a no. Hmm. If that makes that part of you kind of like, oh, then it's a yes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That is so fascinating. And I know that this is kind of how you've been shifting as far Mm -hmm. as the work that you've been doing. And I would love, yeah, just for a little bit, like tease it out for us a little bit. I know you have a name for it. Which is really interesting. I call my work now wealth medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I. uh, One of my one of my private clients recently said to me, "She's like, I think we've created a golden vagina here." (laughs) I think we have. (laughs) I love it. Like, kind of taking on a life of their own, and what I mean, and telling women to tune into their vagina is not new. <clears throat> There's an entire book that I highly recommend called Pussy by oh my Regina. Gosh. Is it Thomas Hauser? Thomas, I forget exactly her last name. I don't it's, remember, but somebody like 60 episodes hmm. ago recommended that book. It's a good book. Mm-hmm. And I love the way she, she presents it because she's not too um, like overtly sexual with it, but she does, you know, she talks about sex. The funny thing is so many women have so much, this isn't funny, funny, but they have a lot of trauma. So to connect with that part of their body feels scary or foreign or destabilizing. And what I want to help women do is become in tune with their bodies and rich. Mm. That's sort of my overarching, like, this is what I think I'm here to do. 
in tune with your body, healthy, loving to you, to others, and wealthy. Because I really believe the world is going in the direction of more women leaders. Mm-hmm. The Prime Agreed. Minister of New Zealand blew me away with her compassion with her people when there was that traumatic event there. Mm. And I couldn't help but think, oh, if the world had more women like that, what world would we live in? Yes. And what yeah. if we could give that kind of world to our children? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. Me too. Oh, <laughs> how amazing would that be? Well, guess what has to happen? Healed women. <laughs> yep. And how many of us have had some kind of sexual trauma in some way? And it's not that my work is all about sexual trauma, although some of my private clients, this is where we go. Hmm. But connecting with the body, we can't be like, oh, I connect with my gut. Oh, I connect with my heart and leave your vagina out. No. It's so true. Hmm. You are, it's, we're holistic. It's, you can't try to, you know, just, well, I'm just going to not think about that or I'm not going to worry about that or that's just, that's not a real thing. It's like, of course it's a real thing. It's as real as your gut. It's as real as your heart. It's as real as your mind. It's there. Yes. Such a pivotal part of you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my work is, it's funny. That's not an energy rich living at all. No. No. Energy rich living for, for you guys is that's the program that I got to do with Stefania in January. And that program was incredible. So how does your kind of this new adventure into the mother lover paradox, how does that, like, what does that transition look like? And what, what is mother lover paradox? I've been dying to talk about this on here. Well, I realized that when, so my son is seven and I've been a single mom since he's two. So it's been a while. And I realized in the beginning of motherhood, And I was not one of the women that was like, oh, I always want to have children. Of course, I love my son with all of my heart. I'm very, very glad that I have him. He is my life, my world, and I am his. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I was always like, I'm going to rock this medical practice and I'm going to heal all these people. That has always been me. So when I had him, and I was always like a highly sexual woman and kind of hedonistic, you know, I like, I have a strong wild side. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale where wildness is normal. <laughs> and uh, so when I had a kid, I was like, I got to be like a mom. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Like, this isn't me. I don't know how to be this good. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I had lost myself. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to be sexual, like sort of juicy woman me and like responsible mommy breastfeeding. Like I just was like, I, I felt so deeply conflicted. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it made me sort of like squash down the part of me that wanted to be like wild and free and sexual. Cause I'm like, who's got time for that? I'm exhausted. Like I'm mm-hmm. burnt out. My tits are working tits now. Like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And then even once I started to kind of come out of the, the, the deeper, more d- uh, difficult parts of having a newborn, I was like, I don't feel like the same me. I've got 
not just the stretch marks and cellulite and sagging belly like we all have. It was like, I don't feel sexy anymore. I don't feel like I have a peel. I don't feel like I can like go out and conquer the world anymore. I'm more like, okay. Mm -hmm. It just felt like I was a stick in the mud, you know, just I could go on and on. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, this is a paradox because you are both mother and lover. And there comes a time when you don't know how to do it. And you're either wanting to be sexual, so you don't want to be a mommy, or you don't know how to be a, a uh, be sexual because you're so in mommy. Yeah. When, when that when we can hold the fullness of us with no shame, this is where we start to heal on deep, deep levels. No part of you is shamed. All of you is welcome. It's a seesaw, not a balance. And then the healing really, really begins. Wow. But in that space, we are so full of shoulds. We are so full of shame. We are so full of proving and trying to be perfect and making sure we got it all together. Or we're like, screw all of this. I don't care at all. You know, (laughs) kind of go into that sometimes. You just can't hold the ball anymore. You know, and then it's like, all right, fine. I'm just going to throw this damn ball because I'm tired of it. Yeah. And I realized that that's what needed to heal in me before I went on to accept and reclaim, recapture sort of that fullness of me. And not that I needed to go out and have a lot of sex. That's not even it. It was within. Mm. So I don't want women to get confused. It's not just about libido. It's how you feel. Yeah. And then how your body, your hormones, your nervous system, your entire endocrine system responds to what you're thinking and feeling because your cells are always listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women, it's like you can, especially some of the psychic work I do, I can see them like they're putting daggers in themselves energetically. Mm. Like not good enough. And I did it wrong and I should do it differently. And it's like just absolute pummeling all the time. Yeah. Those are the women that energy rich living is written for mm. to help them mm-hmm. get out of that to find themselves again, to learn the way to work through what their brain is doing and how it affects their body, to find how their masculine side and feminine side can start to get along again. You know, this is, this is what we need to learn to do to find your wholeness. Yeah. And when you do, as you have observed in your own life, everything's a lot easier. It's like you're no longer at war with you all the damn time. Phew. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You become your own advocate instead of your own adversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we talked about before getting to that place where you are ready to connect with your body, where you are ready to step into more, when you are ready to end the war. Because a lot of a lot of times it feels like the struggle is just being able to give up that fight because you've been doing it so long and being able to say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to ditch the scale. I'm ready to stop living by someone else's rules. I'm ready to get in touch with my body. Like I'm ready to do these things. You're ready to do this work. How, how do you get to that place 
and get your nervous system ready for the kind of work that you do? There's a very, very important question that I really recommend every woman ask herself. What is the benefit of this fight? Mm. You need to know why you keep it around. You need to know why you think you need it. You need to know what you're afraid will happen when you stop. That's the key because all the willpower and all the Instagram memes in the world are not going to make a single bit of difference. If your subconscious thinks there is benefit to hanging on to this, there's a part of you that thinks that's more true than inspirational quotes. Even if the inspirational quote hits home and you get the chills and you feel it in your gut, if there's a part of you that's like, well, if I'm not this mean to myself, I'm going to really mess up and then my mom will be right or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just fill in the blank here. Yeah. Like if I let go, then I'm going to get fat and then I'm never going to be sexy again. Or we, I could go on about what women tell me when we really find the perceived benefit of the pain, which we mm. now know is also kind of kinky. I was going to say, you have a name for this and I love it. <laughs> well, I actually got this name from a woman named Carolyn Elliott. It's her creation called Existential mm. Kink. Mm-hmm. But I've started using a version of it because I'm like, oh, this is genius. The pain is kinky. There's a part of us get, that gets pleasure from the pain. And the pleasure can be, look how well I'm holding it together. Mm. Even though it hurts so bad, doesn't that make me amazing? It can be the pain and pleasure of sacrifice. Well, sacrifice gives you honor, so I'm just going to keep taking it. Mm, No, that's kind of outdated now, folks. Like martyrs, we don't do that anymore. No. Mm -mm. No. I think we're all set with saints. Mm -hmm. There's plenty. (laughs) They're not canonizing people anymore. (laughs) This was a big one that my mom did. Mm-hmm. was that she would put herself before everybody else mm-hmm. and always be last. Always, always, always. And, you know, after doing some of this work and looking back, I realized that there probably was on some level just that addiction to being last and just yes. the terrifying unknown of what would it be like to put myself first. Because there's a pleasure there, which gives you dopamine. Dopamine creates addiction. So even if it hurts, if there's some part of you that thinks that you're right or noble or honored for it, it will create a psychological addiction. So you've got to find the benefit and the pain if you want the pain to go Mm bye-bye. That's genius. I love it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's so good. It's so true. So finding freedom from this, this existential kink, is Mm -hmm. that one of the main steps to freeing up that space in your central nervous system? That's definitely a piece of it. I think another part that people really need to observe and sense for themselves is what makes them contract energetically. Mm. Because it's this contraction and it can happen all day over and over and over, or you could be in a state of perpetual contraction. The contraction is what will send the money right back out. It's like if you have a, you know, a balloon and you squeeze it, the water's coming out. Same, same. So what's making you contract? You're getting upset with your children. There's a memory coming up. 
Do you not like your boss? Are you poking at your cellulite? Like what is the contraction about? And those are also called triggers. Mm-hmm. And we never get to where we're completely triggerless, but you can get a whole lot better to where you're not reacting through contraction and then more money is able to fill the bucket. Because even windfalls of money can feel like trauma. This is where, this is the point I really want to make here is that women all the time, especially, I mean, some of the women that work with me, I had a woman today, we did wealth surgery three weeks ago, $117,000 has landed in her account since then. And that's not through her current clients. It's pretty amazing stuff. But she had to get to the point where she could let that much in women that are in contraction and constantly triggered and super stressed and their health is a mess, they're not going to let six figures in in three weeks. Their system will not do it. And to put pressure on yourself to be like, why can't I do it? It's because it's like, you got to train up. It's like, well, first you learn a cartwheel and a back handspring and a front walkover. And then you're going to get to the uneven bars. And then you're going to get to the balance beam. Like you can't go from, I think I could maybe do a cartwheel to Olympics. Yeah. So you have to let yourself have square one over and over and over, which is radically humbling. Nobody wants to do it. All the time women tell me, I just don't want to start over. Well, your square one is not the original square one. Yeah. But it feels like it is. So we feel defeated and we're pissed. And we just want the damn Olympic medal already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. You have to train your nervous system to be okay with expansion. Mm. If you're not okay with expansion, you will refine your like habitual contraction. And that's what money set point is. If you're used to 10K months, you're not going to get to 50 until you learn to expand. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So we have to be not just gentle with ourselves, but go through the steps to learn how the nervous system expands, how it feels okay staying in expansion, or how to regain expansion. Because you never stay. The nervous system is way too dynamic for that. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answered your question. Yes. And mm-hmm. it just, like, the word, the word momentum just came up into my gut. and. I will never forget the moment that I told you, God, I feel like I've got momentum finally. And you said, do not get attached to momentum. And that was the first time I had ever heard that in my years and years and years of owning my own business. It was always find the momentum, catch it. You've got to have it. You've got to maintain it. Like that's your lifeblood. If you lose your momentum, you've lost your business. And when you said the complete opposite, it was so life-giving and it was so just like freeing to let go. And so like for some reason, I feel like this is connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because momentum can also be like a drug. And, and it's like, well, you know what? Dopamine is a great thing. It feels amazing. And like, there's a reason that we have a pleasure center in our brain because we like to feel it and all creatures do. But the, it's like the second you hang on too tight, it slips. Mm-hmm. And that's just energy. So, you know, and even in my own business, and I do really well, 
I'll have like three or four days when marketing is flowing out of me like crazy. Like, oh my gosh, words, words, words. It's all coming together great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll have two days where I can't get a single sentence together. And that used to bug the heck out of me. Like, what, what? I just had the ball. I don't, what did I, why did I mess up? Did I eat too much sugar? Am I too acidic? You know, I'm going into all of that. Like, what did I do? Yeah. But that glass of wine the other day, sheesh. But then I realized thinking that you have to have momentum all the time will make you contract. Yeah. Because then you'll go into why, what am I doing wrong? When really you could go, ah, Today, I'm going to focus on something else. Today, I'm going to write a course. Today, I'm going to follow with clients. Today, I'm going to, maybe I'll just do a little extra yoga. Maybe I'll go outside for an extra 10 minutes. You know, maybe today I'll cook more. Like there's other things in life. And when you let yourself do that, it's this moment of, con- of expansion and you can almost feel yourself kind of lean back. Mm-hmm. And that's what surrender is. This word surrender that people are always like, how, how, how? Surrender is also non-attachment where you, you don't think like, well, if I'm not putting out this many posts and I have this many clients and this much money that I'm failing. It's ah, the law of rhythm, one of the immutable laws of the universe. The waves go in and out, in and out, and you have to let it do that at least a little bit. You just get to the point where the downtime isn't so long. Yeah. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. And to catch the wave again, it's not a hundred percent wave. Right. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've noticed and started to be able to recognize really quickly is that downturn where it does take that kind of dark twist and it's like everything feels a little bit harder. And I feel like I've lost purpose or lost momentum or lost clarity. And being able to recognize that for what it is. And you talk a lot about in your program, Shadow Speak, mm-hmm. which that, I mean, we could do an entire episode on just Shadow Speak. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like, that was the, the pivotal change for me. And being able to recognize it and to be gracious and compassionate rather than hard and rigid and beating myself up saying, what am I doing wrong? Instead, it's turned into, this is a sign. This is the red flag that says that something isn't quite right and there needs to be a little bit of an adjustment, a little bit of expansion instead of this contraction. And it's usually right before leveling up somehow. Yes. And I find that the thing that makes us feel that we have to have the momentum all the time is an incredibly common fear that you're going to lose everything you just gained. Comes back to fear, right? It's like if I ate pizza, then... I'll gain 10 pounds today. No, you won't. Or, you know, if I don't get out of post today, then the money that's coming in, someone's going to take it. Mm. No, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I've noticed in my own life, the days when I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to take my kid to the park. We're going to get some gelato. You know, we're just going to walk around with no agenda. I make more sales. I really Mm. do. And it's not because I'm doing every day like that. You still got to do your work. But it's those days and you're like, you know what? I'm just me today. I'm just me and my kid or I'm just me on the beach. No worries. Let it go. Don't think about marketing right now. <sighs> and then I'll have someone contact me. I swear while I'm out, I'll see a message and be like, hee hee, yeah. You know? 
So you have mm-hmm. to let yourself have both. You have to. Both and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That crazy, crazy space that's so hard to live in. It's so hard to be in the and space. And so many people want it here or there, this or that, black and white. And it's just, I feel like a lot of the work is to get to that place, that gray space where it's just anything is possible and it's not this or that. And to let go of the rigidity of needing it to be that way and just allowing that expansive place of could be both and either or this or that and just like getting comfortable with that discomfort because that's not something we typically (laughs) because we think it's great part of us that thinks having it all is greedy we want it all and wait but we don't anyone to see it I want it all but I don't want anyone to know because I don't want them to be jealous or think I'm greedy Mm. that's part of what we got to get over that's part of the energetic mastery Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. It's, there's so much good stuff. And I want to just like keep talking, but I, I want to respect your time. Um, and so as we're kind of wrapping up, is there, if you could give, and I'm going to put you on the spot with this one. If you could give mm-hmm. the listeners today one piece of advice, what would it be? The more that you embrace the parts of you that you don't want anyone to see, the better off you'll be. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's just like, that's just it. That's mm-hmm. it right there. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. naughtiness. There's a naughty little hedonistic hot mama in every woman I have ever worked with. And when I find her, the naughty the rebel, the sexual, the like, just want life to look and taste and feel good. Woman who's underneath all of the conditioning and education. The second I find her and I see the glimmer in her eye and the smirk on her mouth, I'm like, there you are. Uh Uh-huh. That's who you need to find again. Mm. And it's not that you need to go out and go rip your top off unless that's your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I to say what your thing is? But to feel that she's there and she's not bad is huge for women. That's what the mother lover paradox was for me in the beginning. Mm. Still wanted to be free. And then we get to the point later when your kid's a little older, the freedom has come back, but your desires have shifted Mm. and you're not beating yourself up in the same way. And that's when the big windfalls will come. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So where can people find you and how can (laughs) they connect with you? So I have a free group on Facebook called Wealth Medicine. And you just have to answer three questions for entry. You'd be surprised how many people ask for entry without answering them. It's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I require, those are my boundaries. You answer these three questions and you, you're in. I love that. And I also, if you look up my name, stefaniashimano.com, uh, you can find out more about my work and my courses and other ways to work with me or just read some stuff. I've got some um, articles that really help women. And uh, I think there might be even some videos on there. So all kinds of information you can find. 
Awesome. I'll make sure that we link that for everybody as well. Thank you so much for just shedding some light on so many different parts of the feminine experience. And yeah, there's just so much good stuff. And I just thank you for your time. You're so welcome. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.